This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. Aha, we're back. It's a Tuesday in New York City. Last week, myself and Al in Phoenix with Boomer and Carton, of course. This week, back in New York City, and quite frankly, happy to be back. Uh, I'm sure one guy that might have liked to have gotten out of Phoenix earlier than he did is Warren Sapp. And we start there, Al, because this idiot is out of a job. And I feel bad saying that. I don't know the man. Maybe he's not an idiot. Maybe he's a good dude. But this is a guy who's been bankrupt and now arrested for soliciting not one but two prostitutes, assault. And then he comes out and denies the assault but says, yeah, I had the the prostitutes. Uh, What is the deal with Warren Sapp? Yeah, uh, I've, I used to cover the Buccaneers during the Warren Sapp era, Jerry, and he was not a nice person to me. <laughs> he one time yelled at me um, and hovered over me like in a threatening manner. I had to call the PR people, had to come over. Did he ever put you in a locker? He did not. I mean, that's a, that would suit him in the NFL and the point. Buccaneers. Yeah, you he know, yelled at me one time because the Bubba the Love Sponge show yeah. down there, they used to call up Trent Dilfer's uh, answering machine and say mean things into it while <laughs> he was teammates with them. Now, later found out it was a wacky bit, and they just had a recording of Dilfer's machine. They weren't actually leaving mean messages. Oh, come on, really? Yeah, but I didn't know radio was fake at the time. I thought <laughs> everything was real. So I had questioned Warren Sapp about it in the locker room, thinking it was perhaps a team chemistry issue if you're going on a show that's really destroying your quarter- quarterback every day. And he told me to get out of his face, and then I said, well, you know, I, th- I think it's a legitimate question. Team, ke- I threw the team chemistry thing out there again. To which he stood up over me and said, what part of get out my face don't you understand? <laughs> How did you respond to well, that? Well, then I, under- I understood. <laughs> yes. They get out of my face, and I backed away, and the PR people came over. Of and, course. Uh, nowadays, that would I would have tweeted it out. I would have gotten video of it. I would have been a, a very popular on social media because of it. But back then, it just kind of got brushed under Isn't the table. Isn't it amazing, though, how different things are? You're not even talking that long ago right. and how much times have changed. Because even if you go back to 07, I think Chris Jenkins was on the Jets. And I didn't have a run in with him like that by any stretch. But he was not a nice guy. He would be fine some days and other days he would be downright nasty. You never knew which guy you were getting. And, boy, if even just 07, it's changed so much since then. 
And I guess the the Super Bowl cities do have a lot of hookers. We see that everywhere. When uh, whenever the the Super Bowl city comes up, they're like, oh, they're going to be importing hookers and things. Um, the girl that was sitting next to me at the bar when you and I when you were bought me a beer, Jerry. Yeah. Th- there was a girl sitting to my right who was by herself who could have been a hooker. I don't know, but. Uh, this comes up like uh, when friends of mine go to Vegas, they say that you can't trust a girl being nice to you at the bar because if she's good looking, she could be a hooker. And she wants cash. Yeah. There's no question. And, you know, on my flight, I had no no doubt strippers on my flight. And you could see because they're sitting by themselves in first class. They're obviously well put together and they've got money and you can see what they're wearing. And they, they're going to these sites, too. But in terms of the, 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 the call girl or whatever you want to call her, the, the, the hooker, I had no idea either. I mean, maybe I'm just oblivious and I'm not looking for it, so why would I even think of it? I had not thought of it either, but if you're Warren Sapp and you're going to do that, or if you're anybody and going to do that, you can't get into an argument with no. them. No. Whatever just happens, what yeah, just pay them what you, they need. Chalk it up for a loss if something uh, didn't work out as you uh, had hoped, but you can't get into a fight with them in a public place. Let me ask you this. Let's say you're Warren Sapp in terms of the situation, all right? But you're not Warren Sapp, you're Al Dukes. And CBS fires you. Okay, you're not hireable anymore because maybe you had some other instance in your past and you had no money. What are you doing? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Sometimes when you think with that part of your body, you don't think about the consequences till after the act has occurred. I understand. But boy, oh boy, this is dumber than dumb. Yeah. Uh, Another NFL story that we sort of touched on, but Craig got incorrect, was that uh, Rex Ryan, he had that Mark Sanchez, he had that tattoo of his wife wearing a Mark Sanchez jersey. Right. Well, he has uh, since uh, got that fixed to a Buffalo Buffalo Bills colors. Craig right. said he switched it to an EJ Manuel jersey, which he did not. He was smart this time and just has Buffalo Bills colors for his tattoo. Then we also talked about the the picture that was tweeted out of Rex uh, Topless getting the tattoo hmm. done. Yes. There's no way Rex agreed to have his picture taken topless with his boobs hanging out getting that <laughs> getting that uh, tattoo done i don't like what the tattoo parlor did there uh, i agree you know what here's the only thing about that though he did take the picture with the tattoo yes, artist with a shirt on he had to have known he was being photographed and in this day and age as we just talked about how does he not know that that's going to end up in the newspapers and on twitter and and on the web and that's just kind of what it is now right I mean, I, I hate to say that, but it's true. You got no chance, and you're Rex Ryan. It's gonna be in the papers. Maybe, so, maybe he's proud because he lost all that weight with his uh, surgery. But proud, no matter how, just, no matter how much in shape you are as a guy, when you're sitting down, your stomach looks like it's not in shape. Like I don't have a belly, cool. I don't think. But I, if I if I took my shirt off right now, Jerry, you look at me like, look at the belly on that. I kid. totally agree. Well, I always wonder. How do you know when you're in shape? To Now, I'm not talking about Steve Weatherford. He's got 4% body fat, okay? I'm talking about guys like you and me. I'm heavier than you are. You look like you're in really good shape. I don't, but I feel like I'm in shape. I can certainly do things that maybe other people can't do, but I don't look great. But when you stand up, you look okay. Yes. Then you sit down, and you feel like someone that should be playing a Saturday morning beer league softball game. Because everything, like, everything compacts down yeah. to your stomach, and it's like um, it just smushes it's down. It's disgusting. Is what it is. And if yes. you're Rex Ryan, I mean, it don't look, by the way, the number six on the bills, I want to double check this, is the punter Colton Schmidt. Right. But but I have I, I read that initially the Mark Sanchez jersey was redone in complete black. So it was just a black jersey. It. Now it's a blue jersey with no number on it. So it's just Bill's blue. Bill's colors. And that's it. He's, as he said, all in. All in.
Uh, all right, I, I'm uncomfortable with this next topic, but we're going to do it anyway because it was in every newspaper. And if you put, unfortunately, if you put Bill Belichick and daughter into Google, you're going to see it come right up. And the guys touched on this briefly this morning. And I think Boomer said he was uncomfortable discussing it too, or maybe Craig did. I don't know. One of them did. And I understand why. If you've been hiding under a rock over the last 24 hours or so, after the Patriots win the Super Bowl, Bill Belichick gives his daughter a kiss. The problem is the cameras caught the kiss. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem is the kiss isn't on the cheek. It's not on the forehead. It's not on the temple. It's not even on the shoulder. It's square, full on the lips. Now, I have not seen video of, of it. I've just seen the picture. The first thought is yuck. Would you not agree with that? Yes, but it was. you know what? It was probably done very quickly and in the heat of a moment where you don't know whether you're going in for the hug, the kiss on the cheek, or what. And in that quick moment, the photographer got the kiss on the lips, so it looks like he's making out with her. And that's where I was saying, at first glimpse, my first thought is yuck. And then I was going to go into exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about a fraction of a frame or a fraction of a second my God. And I wonder, too, are you a photographer? Were you ever been a photographer? You like pictures, right? Yeah, I love pictures, Jerry. Are those big cameras with the the extends lens oh, view yeah. or whatever, can you just hold the button down and they just keep snapping away to where Probably. you get every or, frame? Or, yeah, they're very quick. The, the really so, nice cameras are like that. So basically the photographer in that point, I'm not saying he did this or he didn't do it, but is it possible that this guy basically is just holding down the thing and following him? Yes. And he's I got it. Yes. And he goes back into his lab or his computer and he's looking at the picture. Oh, there it is. We're going to make him look like an idiot. Because I've done that uh, leaving a family gathering, um, trying to say goodbye, and you don't know whether you hug your relative, kiss them on the cheek. So awkward. And then occasionally they do go for the lip kiss. Really? Yeah. I never know who to kiss and who not to kiss. I don't kiss anybody. I try not to. Unless but you're old. It's Like an awkward, old woman though. I'll kiss. An old on woman? The cheek, cause, on the cheek. Because the... old women like to kiss you on the cheek. Are you, are you a big hugger with that kiss? I do the hug, but my hugs are so ingenuine. Like they're just, they're well, the just. Whole, but the whole thing's ingenuine. I know, but you can tell. Or you can tell when you get a hug from someone they they mean it, and a hug from someone where uh, this is an obligation. Skazari hug. hugs you. He means it. He means it. I hug you. you obligation. <laughs> Total obligation hug. <laughs> you are something special. I swear to God. <laughs> Jerry, there's a man named Tom Bradby. Yeah. Which it looks is just one letter extra than Tom Brady. Very close, yes. He's Tom Bradby, and he is a journalist, and he happens to have a Twitter account. I believe he's verified. Uh, the quarterback, Tom Brady, is not on Twitter. But that didn't stop idiots on Twitter thinking that Tom Bradby was, in fact, Tom Brady. And Tom Bradby, the journalist, got a lot of hate tweets from Seahawks fans after the Super Bowl. And you'll see this occasionally happens... Uh, oh, for example, the 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 Ravens play-by-play man, his oh, name is Jerry, Jerry Sandusky. Sandusky. Yeah. Well, when that whole scandal went down at Penn yeah. State, this broadcaster got bombarded on Twitter of people hating on him for uh, child uh, stuff. But here's the thing with that. At least it was the same name and it was spelled right. Now, it's it's bad. I agree. It's still it's your fault for not looking at the picture or looking at the profile. But at least you can make the argument it was Jerry Sandusky. Right. This isn't even spelled the right way. Does he have, like, Brady's picture as no. the profile pic? He does, doesn't look like Brady. Does he have a Patriot logo? No. No. So how do you get that wrong? Probably a lot of beers people had, and then they were pissed, and then they just took to Twitter and just started typing in, and they saw the blue check mark or something, and then they just fired away. Here's, away. What, here's what I find interesting about it, right? What do you do Super Bowl Sunday? What do the large majority of people do Super Bowl Sunday for the game? 
drink beers. Okay, but they usually watch the game with other people. Would you not agree? Yes, groups. Okay. Are you, uh, maybe you do, and I apologize if you do. My mistake, I apologize. Uh, are you sitting there tweeting every five seconds at a Super Bowl party? No. I'm, I'm not saying once in a while, but I mean constantly. No, if I'm watching a regular Sunday game, I'm not tweeting, but I'm reading Twitter because the games are so boring to watch because there's nothing goes on for most of the time that I'm on Twitter just to see what's going on. But I would not be tweeting. Because my point would be, like, I had friends over Sunday night. If they're all on their phones... Uh, get out. Everyone's on their phones these days, I, Jerry. I, yeah, I know that. And by the way, we were embarrassing in Phoenix, too, at one point. At one point, the four four of us are in the car, all of us all on, the on the phone. That actually drives me crazy, and I actually put it away because I felt... Well, that's when you can do it, when you're a passenger in a car. I think that's the perfect time. It is, but, like, I don't know. We opted for the phones instead of conversation. Well, we see each other enough. A lot. It is a lot of time, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, not good. All right, let's talk Super Bowl again. Uh, let's get back to this end of the game between the Patriots and the Seahawks and Pete Carroll going with the pass play that was picked off by the butler who did it, as we know. So there's this big notion out there that perhaps, I guess you would call it a conspiracy theory, that the idea that the Seahawks threw the ball in that spot was to prevent Marshawn Lynch from being the MVP and that perhaps if Russell Wilson goes the game winner. He's the MVP. By the way, this could be the dumbest conspiracy theory I've ever heard because the play before it, they handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch who should have gotten the end zone or could have gotten the end zone for a touchdown. And three plays prior had a 31-yard pass play down the sideline that set them up for this whole disaster at the end. I mean, I don't know about you and conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theory is ludicrous in and of itself, and conspiracy theories are stupid. I love all conspiracy theories, Jerry. Oh, okay. And uh, here's an you know an interesting person to follow on Twitter is Randy Cross, the former NFLer who's Ooh, now a broadcaster. It pains me that I like this guy, but he, yes, he uh, he tweets the weird he retweets the weirdest things. Like okay. he'll retweet uh, you know football related items, uh, pictures of cute puppies, uh, pictures of cute kittens, interesting photographs. Okay. But he retweeted this morning. Uh, he follows some type of uh, Twitter feed about weirdness or conspiracies or something. And there was one that caught my eye today, and it was that uh, that a guy in 2009 claims that he traveled to another dimension oh, geez. wherein the Beatles were still all alive and recording, and he grabbed a mixtape when the guy who was with <laughs> in this other dimension wasn't looking. He grabbed the guy, the guy who he visited in this other dimension right. had four recent Beatles cassettes uh, back in 2009. So this guy grabbed one and then came back to this dimension. And this guy's name is James Richards. So he has a Beatles mixtape called Everyday Chemistry. Now, before I came on here and didn't want to spout nonsense, although I'm too late for that, yeah. <laughs> I looked it up. It turns out that this mixtape uh, that was supposed to be new Beatles recordings uh, is actually a mashups of the various Beatles solo records. Oh but this guy believes he fell he fell down on this earth was in another dimension and got brand new beatles music even that they're still alive in this other dimension. Right. Do you believe in other dimensions, no. Jerry Rekka? No. And by the way, first of all, two of them are still alive. Are they not? Ringo two are and alive. Paul, yes. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so that's the first problem. The second problem is this whole notion of another dimension. Now Phineas and Ferb, you probably wouldn't know what that show is. It's a cartoon for kids my son's age. They had a movie about going into a different dimension. Cool movie. That's the problem. It's a cool movie. It's not real. You work with Eddie every day. Eddie's a lunatic out there with this space stuff and all that. He loves Do it. Do you believe that right now I could 
throw something to the ground, poof, and you could walk through and be in another land of no, time. I would like that. Well, everyone I don't think would so, like though. that. I'd also like, well, there are a couple of things I would like right now, but it doesn't mean it's true or accurate. The problem or the issue here is there are people that believe this. And why is Randy Cross retweeting this? Well, that, well, yes, he retweets a lot of weird things. But like I said, he'll also retweet a kitten that's like the cute kitten of the day or something weird. Um, well, one more thing before we leave, Jerry. Yeah, all right. Because it's really the last thing from the Super Bowl that we haven't uncovered yet, which is when Doug Baldwin did his uh, TD celebration where he, he pretended to take a poop. Yeah. He says that that uh, celebration was aimed at one particular person, and he will not say who it is. Really? So that's the last thing we need to find out. Who was the poop celebration aimed at? And he, someone had suggested Darrell Revis. He said it is not Darrell Revis. See, I would have, that's exactly what I was going to say, because if I'm not mistaken, that was the play where uh, Revis got picked off by the referee. And, I mean, everybody was saying that Baldwin would not do anything that game because Revis was covering him. Now, he really didn't do much in the game aside from that touchdown. So if it's not Revis, now here would be the question, is it even somebody on the Patriots or could it possibly be somebody else? Could be somebody else. And I thought NBC did a great job getting away from that because I didn't know till the next day what he did. Oh, I would like to see that. So you have I seen love it. it. I, I, I have seen like some of the websites. I think Deadspin has it from one of the other angles. So you would prefer to see that live, yeah. and then you'd be in favor of other players doing this kind of stuff No, I constantly. think you get penalized for doing a pull, fake pull-down-your-pants and pooping out of football. I'm not for that, Jerry. But but if you but if you show it, that's what that encourages. Right. And by it, the way, I'm fine with it. But if you give him a big fine, what you got to do is you don't just penalize the guy or give him a fine. You call back the touchdown. Well, okay, now for, that for, would be, I mean, the NFL pooping. was once called the No Fun League when they had the fun bunch in, in Washington. Yeah. That would be taking it to another extreme. Like the ref could come on and go, um, there's a flag on the play, fake pooping negates the touchdown. <laughs> we'll replay the third down. Unsportsmanlike contact. Unsportsmanlike contact. Fake pooping. Fake pooping. <laughs> replay third down. I got to be honest with you. There are two things I didn't think I would say today or here. One, fake pooping. Two, vaginal, what was it? Vag- vaginal plasty. That's okay. where you do plastic surgery on the that area. And that's been a day. And that's it, Jerry. We're out of time. And we're back for good. We'll do these Monday through Thursday and all that fun stuff. Peace out, everybody. Jerry, say goodbye. Adios. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Al and Jerry. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.